0: Hello, it's 6.20 on day three of Mobile World Congress. Uh, we are here live in Barcelona for 361 degrees. My name's Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Ewan McGuire from Mobile Enter Review. And I'm Ray Blanford from the All About Sites. And we are in the middle of a rather noisy but quite comfortable Nokia stand. And we've decided to do the podcast recording here so that you, the listener, can enjoy the sensation with us.
1: And it's really nice to be sitting on some very comfortable sofas, eating popcorn and drinking some uh, i got some
0: naranja and uh, well we've settled down here we're right in the middle of poll three yeah. uh, and we're going to take uh, a few minutes just to reflect on all the things we've seen today mm. so I'm looking for the person who doesn't have popcorn in their mouth at the moment and it's Rafe Blanford you... it's not Rafe Blanford okay, right. uh, you and McLeod yeah. talk us through things you've seen today things that are impressive things mm-hmm. that you have seen and done Okay, well, yesterday I berated Blandford for saying
1: there is nothing happening, nothing new. I'm not seeing much at all at Mobile World Congress. And that's before I went to see the HTC stand. And, you know, I, this is why it is quite useful to go and physically look at things because I, I watched a bit of the, um, the coverage from the, the HTC keynote. Um, I didn't fully take in and appreciate the uh, HTC Zoe... Capabilities—the the zoetrope uh, uh, animated video gallery thingy—I don't, I'm not quite sure how to describe it, but what I saw there was seriously, seriously impressive. And I, the the capabilities of that phone and what they've invested into it in terms of the the camera features, uh, the ability, for example, to 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 create sequential shots—just really, really smart, really nice—that um, had had me actually thinking, I'm ready to buy. Genuinely, I'm ready to buy that phone, and I, I, I was very surprised with that. I did a video if anyone wants to see this working. In a quick social cam video, some my Twitter feed, you'll see the the so it, you know, you click on the gallery, that's normal. But all of a sudden, the images come al- alive; they actually move, and that's all down to HTC Zoe. Very, very smart. Really like that.
0: I, I also I came to see the the HTC One with you as well because although Rafe had seen it before, we hadn't, and I was really impressed with. Um, just the build quality. It's the first Android device I can think of that I've ever picked up and thought, "This is
2: really nicely made." Right? Um, it wasn't plastic. It's nice. Is it aluminium, Rafe? Uh, it, it's a uh, it's a metallic one. I think it's aluminium, but the kind of the secret behind it is that uh, it's a one piece aluminium metal shell unibody, and they've actually done some very clever stuff to get the aerials to work inside that. But they then also, as part of an integral process, put plastic on it, and it's actually injection molded onto the casing. And then they then kind of um, take away the plastic to create the shell around it. That's what gives it its kind of unique property of being, you know, build quality as you say is outstanding. Um, they've also used high quality components the screen. You know, yes, it is a 500 pound device, and it actually feels like it. You know, it's the high resolution screen. I think because I think if you go and
0: buy the high end Samsung, however however tasty the the internals are um, it doesn't feel in the hand like a premium device and so you know i really enjoyed that and also what i noticed and it's kind of difficult to put your finger on but i noticed that they've designed the the uh is it the htc sense ui they designed it so that it fitted with um the shell uh, the sort of the minimalist well refined shell and it's kind of the kind of refinement that apple have done in the past but it's applied to android and I mean, I still have my reservations about Android, but like you and if this right here, right now, if I was going to pick a device, that's the one I go for.
2: Yeah, it's actually Sense5 that you're talking about there, and they've kind of given it this flatter UI that feels you know, less fiddly, and we we'll just have the Nokia ringtone go from the background. Thank you, Nokia. Um, the, and... Uh, the other thing that they've done is put various services on it. And we've already talked about the Zoe camera. There's also the Zoe highlight reel, which takes the existing content and automatically creates a highlight video. But they've also got kind of Sense TV, which is a kind of IR remote brought up to date with a blast that's hidden under the power button all of it feels like it's got a very strong identity to it and the design language isn't just in the hardware it's in the software and the services as well and it feels like a much more complete and mature package than the s3 for example certainly
0: htc looking strong every htc looking looking really strong and a nice stand a nice stand as well um aside from the htc we wandered out into the corridor and guess who's not here at the show, BlackBerry's not here at the show. Right, uh, and A bit of background: Why aren't BlackBerry at the show? Uh,
1: I think there was a bit of trouble with the stand. I think there was a strategy change. They weren't going to come, then they were going to come. I think it's just, I think there's actually a space logistical issue that prevented them from being here. But but they're not here, and it really stands out. It is a shame. It is a real shame because this is precisely the time, you know, having just done the launch, that people want to have had hands on. I would imagine that the BlackBerry stand would have been really busy. In fact. Uh, I, I reckon it'll be a heck of a lot busier than the Motorola stand we walked by. Uh, I think everyone has a natural curiosity to have a look at BlackBerry, even if, it, if it's not your primary interest. I think it's a shame they're not here. It is a bit of a mistake. Whatever the reasons, the logistical reasons, that's unfortunate. But it was good we, we were able to actually meet the, meet the team there. You met Vivek, one of the uh, superstars there. He does a lot of the keynotes now. Uh, and he took you guys through the, the
0: BlackBerry Q10. What do you think of that? It pains me to say it, but I was really impressed. Um, I haven't had long-term hands on the software. Obviously, I've just played with it, and I've played with the Z10 a bit. And, you know, early impressions don't always stand up, but, so standard carry-back supply. But the hardware, really robust, really nicely made, really pleasant. Uh, I feel very positive. The, the keyboard is beautifully made. The device feels nice in the hand. I mean, again, I still sort of slightly yearn for a, queer, a physical QWERTY keyboard. And Rafe yeah. keeps telling us that people don't want one, so maybe I'm in the minority. But I, I was quite, I was quite pleased, and we got hands on the white one. Oh, the white one looks tasty, yeah, I, and uh, yeah. i have got to put some some pictures up. But that was that was a real a real pleasure to see that, and it actually seemed. Yeah. Pretty fast, pretty slick. They're not they're not l- launching it for a bit, so it was nice to, the, albeit <coughs> albeit we got to demo it in the in the corridor. So what else have we seen today, Ray?
2: Well, I just wanted to comment on the uh, Q10 as well because I was really impressed with that as a bit of hardware. And I've talked about QWERTY going away. It's declining. It's not going away. There's space for it, but that I thought was a far better hardware design than the Z10, which I've also had a chance to have a look at. So blackberry are going to do very well in that high-end quality space because they've got no competition there at the moment and they've done some really clever design features for example the frets on the keyboard which are kind of the metal bands that go across it tuck underneath and sort of into the casing of the design and as a result it gives it really good structural integrity really solid better build quality than the z10 which isn't something you'd necessarily expect from the quality device and compared to some of the earlier Bolts. Big big improvement so BlackBerry deserve a lot of credit for that.
1: You know what's what's quite interesting with it, what the BlackBerry guy when you talk to them they say uh, yeah they reckon that the the Z ten, not the Z ten by the way, the Z ten is going to be better regarded by the consumer. And I, I don't know. I, I, I can see BlackBerry selling a lot of the Q tens to some of those senior exec you know the senior execs in the enterprise who just say get me a keyboard. We we have to we sometimes forget that a lot of people are still carrying a bold, a curve uh, or, or even an older BlackBerry generation device and they're all looking to upgrade and I think that's a safe bet, the Q10. I, I think
2: that's where BlackBerry will have their strength actually, the upgraders from the existing device going to the Q10. I think it's much harder to persuade people who are currently on Android and iOS to go to the Z10, which is what they would do, they wouldn't go to the Q10. So that's the problem that BlackBerry now face, you know, that's the question they have to answer the Q10 is great but for the BlackBerry loyalists not for acquiring new customers.
0: So um, I went off and did some interviews this morning. It was the first press press interviews I did and one of the, I spoke to Milanoki who um, we've mentioned before and um, guys have seen them 361 live. So we kind of we've got a good relationship with them but I was really pleased with their upgrades which is there used to be, a for those people who don't know, there used to be sort of like a, a proxy server, which would compress the data and allow you to set which things could pass through, so video, audio, control. But it was just for web browsing. Um, now they've retooled it, so now it works like a VPN. So all your data goes through their service. They can track it over Wi-Fi or they can track it over the network, and it gives you much broader control over what you want. If you're anxious about... If you're anxious about uh, use data usage, if you want uh, you know the acceleration that sort of thing, then uh, it seems to work re- really well. And it also seems to work really well for enterprises because because it goes over a VPN and then it can also then carry on to a v- over a VPN into into the, into the business. That's fantastic because it's secured out of the box. You know, you can go and use the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop now without needing to go and get a third-party product. So uh, it, it's a product growing up, and there's lots of competition in this area. But I think that that was really quite. A nice touch. Um, what, else, what else did you see? Uh, well, I also went to see NEC. Uh, I heard a bit about the enterprise stuff, and I won't bang on about that now because that's a bit more kind of businessy, sort of related. Um, uh, and then, uh, sort of first thing the uh, first thing this morning, I went off to see MediaTek. Right. And MediaTek are uh, well, they're a, they're a chip manufacturer, and uh, and, they're, and they're, they're fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Um, Brace Blanford's not laughing at my joke. Um, And what was really fascinating was to see how those guys don't really... They're not going to do an HTC or a Huawei. They're not going to become a consumer brand. They want to sell their products to people like Lenovo and and other kind of uh, brands that you would recognize uh, and and build platforms that people can easily sort of build software on top of. It was really impressive that all the the, the technology that they had, the standards, and they also demoed to me... um, Linking up the phone to a larger screen, large screen, and using it like a like a sort of a, base, uh, a computer workstation. And again, I kind of turned my nose up and said, "Oh, do I really want this?" They said, "No, you don't." But in emerging markets where they don't have a computer, they absolutely do. And I thought, "Yeah, absolutely." And that was very impressive as well.
2: Yeah. Um, do you want me to talk about some of the things that I saw? No, I think Ewan wants to say something.
1: Yeah. Um, can you tell
0: us about your panel? How did that go? Oh, I did a panel. I talked about enterprise. And how I was amazing. It went very well. Oh, uh, oh you right. could, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet him. I'll tweet him. Write about it. We were oh. talking about enterprise mobility. It was fascinating. There was a guy from SAP there and a guy from Microsoft there. Uh, really exciting. I don't know if the, the 361 crowd will be as energised about enterprise mobility as I am. But we said it before, and I'll say it again this year. Uh, it's less of a showy wow focus on fun hardware. It's now about you know how mobile is definitely changing people's real lives, and people's yeah. real lives includes work, health, school travel, all those sorts of things, and they're very present. So, Ray, um, what have you been up to today?
2: Well, I've been hitting the show floor trying to see as many stands as possible. I mean, I did have some more briefings this morning. I'm not going to talk about them because they were Nokia products, and I think people have heard enough from me about that. But there were a couple of technologies that are coming in. Uh, one of them that caught my attention was Uh, mobile high-definition link, and this is the idea that you'll be able to use your micro-USB connector and the cable to get video out as well and put it into a TV. You know, combining essentially the HDMI output that you used to get on some devices and and doing it in a standard way, it's an industry body, I think that's got a lot of potential because we're seeing more and more content on the devices. We're also seeing these devices recording 720p, 1080p content. And watching them on the screens, yes, you get some of it, but you only get the full effect when you watch them on big screens. So it's something that we'll start to see coming into devices more and more. So that was an interesting demo. In search of the interesting demo that would impress you, and I went to the NTT Docomo stand. Now, that's the operator in Japan. And you can pretty much guarantee they're always going to have an interesting demo. And they didn't let me down. They were demonstrating something called O2O, which was uh, online to offline. And it was something that you put in shops, and there was an app to go with it. And it was kind of like these systems we have, the, the you know Bluetooth vouchers in shops, but it was using a completely different technology. It was using sound waves, and so there was a little unit sitting above the shop entrance as you went in, broadcasting actually a higher frequency than you can actually hear. But they would turn on this uh, microphone when this app was active, and it could hear that sound and use that as a way to kind of work out that the consumer had gone into the shop and there was a whole back end piece for distributing vouchers and for doing coupons and for actually tracking who's walking into the store and having these interactions but it just struck me as an interesting use of technology using sound waves and then the microphone and the camera and the good thing about this is it doesn't require any extra hardware on the phone, it's already stuff that just works it works on Android, it works on uh, iOS, those were the two that it was being demonstrated on. And it doesn't require any NFC rubbish? Exactly, it doesn't require any of that. The other thing that caught my attention, we were we were talking about NFC in its own dedicated episode, but let's say it's fair to be a bit cynical. Mobile ticketing is something where NFC gets talked about a lot on trains, for example, but also going into concerts. And they actually had a solution that I thought was very clever. They had side by side an NFC thing on a gateway sort of pillar. And then they had a QR code reader as well. And so it didn't matter whether your handset had NFC, uh, you could use both. And there was uh, the backend system to actually collect data as customers were walking in, who's gone in, how much of the capacity has been filled up, all that kind of thing. And it was actually something that's being used in Japan and kind of an example of this practical usage where you often have to have these dual technologies in order to get everyone to be able to use it. And I could see that kind of thing coming in and being used in the railways in the UK or indeed any other market. And you have to have that dual approach. And Entity Jokumo, in Japan, they are living ahead of everybody else. And they actually have some practical implementations of this kind of technology.
0: I sometimes wonder what it is about the Japanese market that, that, that means that they're, they're so far ahead, I guess. It's the uh, optimum conditions for, for road testing new technology,
2: is it? it? It is that. I mean, also, I think it's a very unique, distinct market now. Part of that's about the culture and the, part of that's about the language. But there's a lot of homegrown technology firms where it's really pushed. I think there's also a willingness among consumers and society in general to kind of use that kind of high technology. You look at the the mobile phone industry, they've been like that for a long time. They've been using what's called Felicia, which is equivalent to NFC effectively, and they really do use it to unlock front doors. It's not universal, but mobile payments are very big in Japan. and maybe because it's a self-contained market, it's been easier to deploy that because it's a big enough market for this technology to be viable, but not so big that you sort of start having a scale in the distribution problems. Um, also, there is one very dominant uh, operator out there in the form of NTT you Ewan, what else were you up to today?
1: All right. I just want to pick up on the whole NFC thing and I think we should have a, a specific discussion about that. This episode about NFC has been so heavily trailed we're going to have to make <laughs> efforts to make it halfway competent but go on. I, I, I have actually enjoyed using my little NFC badge I don't have to show my photo ID I, I do quite like putting it down the little thing and then flicking it up as I walk into the uh, different halls it's actually really useful I, I've been quite enjoying it. Okay silence from both of you then.
2: No, I, I, I agree. I've been using the NFC badge. It is very convenient and fast. You know, once you've set it up, it's just a pain to set up.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I was going to use my NFC badge today, but my phone ran out of the battery. Well, that's your fault, isn't it? That NFC
1: technology would have worked perfectly fine if you had charged your battery. It wasn't of charging it. Yeah. It was a
0: case of I've been tweeting and we've been going on the go. Well, that'll that learn you, won't it? Yeah. So as long as if 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 I, if I want to go places, what I should really do is not use my phone for anything else. <laughs> Although to be to be fair, when we saw we saw yesterday, we went to the Jamato stand and we saw NFC where it's baked into the SIM. Yeah. And, and there's a bunch of kind of differences there, but more importantly, because the NFC, because the NFC works off the SIM card, it, it, it works whether or not the, the uh, sorry, it works on the SIM card. Uh, it works whether or not the phone's on or off. Uh, what else did you see today that was uh, interesting?
1: Uh, do you know what? I, I will come back to HTC. I, I haven't, I, I've seen lots of things, but you, 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 the problem I've got is you keep on saying, what have I seen that I found interesting, that I found different, that I found stimulating, that, 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 that I, I care enough about that to rise above in my attention.
0: I, I, I'm struggling. I'll tell you what I saw. I saw the conquer stand.
2: The Conquer, ah, yes. The
0: Conquer stand. It's now, right? If if you if you defocused your eyes and you didn't pay attention, I could have sworn I saw no, um, Nokia phones running Android.
2: Yes, Conquer. It's not just the name; it's almost the visual identity of the phones oh, as well. Right. And actually, it was kind of last year's phones that had been copied, and as you say, running Android. And it does feel incredibly shameless. I mean, you wonder how they get away with it. It was interesting. We walked around Hall
0: Seven, which is uh, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of business people there. So SAP are there, uh, HTC seem to have landed in there, and I'm not sure why, but they're right near the hallway. So perhaps it's just to get passing traffic. Um, and I and say, there's, there's, there's a bunch of sort of business and services. And if you go slightly further towards the back, then there's some of the people who are sort of involved in network and infrastructure services. And again, I, it doesn't set my world on fire, but it's the you know it's the bones of the the important stuff that makes these networks work. But then beyond them, there's a load of sort of um, lesser well-known
2: Chinese, predominantly brands. I don't know. Is Conquer Chinese? Uh, I. I believe so, but I'm not actually actually sure. But yeah, there were a whole bunch of these stands, mainly Android devices, all looking very savvy. And and, and so there was a whole there was a, there was a couple of rows of of companies
0: with sort of names like Shenzhen Mobile Company and things like that. And they are just higher.
1: do you see higher?
0: All uh, eight point one. Yeah. 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 And, and 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 these devices just laid out. I mean, I took a photo which I'll, I'll put up. Which is one was just a bunch of tablets laid out on a white table with bits of paper sellotape down to describe what they were. It was very low rent, and it, I suppose these guys are probably at the end where they, they can sort of very low-cost mass-produce sort of low-spec generic hardware and fair play to them there is a place in the market for that. But but that that's, that's been the promise of Android though right?
1: Two, three, it might have been three years ago when we, we, we had an MWC where Android was coming but there was nothing, there was nothing to show but we all were being told Android was coming. That's the power of Android is the fact that anyone with half a factory can knock out an android handset and that's why you're getting millions of these activated a day it's not we, we tend to think it's the samsung's off this world they're actually doing it it's not it's the uh, a lot of the time it's what well, okay for so, come to, on
2: to be fair the the samsung android stat i believe is about 60 percent of the android devices right. with samsung 60 yeah. percent. but right. in terms
0: of the growth isn't it the case that isn't it the case that the, the growth area is in these kind of not-Google-associated uh, uh, Android devices, because there's also some difficulties in measuring uh, gu- gu- uh, non-Google Android devices, that,
2: isn't that, it? That's absolutely true, because the activations are based on connecting to a Google server with a unique uh, Google identity. Uh, but you're right, it's actually the mid-tier, it's the handsets you know, it's a lot of which are still Samsung, but it's also these kind of no-name ones or even the forks of Android. I mean, Amazon is kind of the well-known example in the Western markets, but there's far, far more of those in, you know, Asia and China and some in India as well. And so we, we
0: saw we saw uh, a bunch of those and that was, it was interesting to see them and also uh, lots and lots of uh, dongles and MiFis and things that were sort of no, almost no-name brands. But I was amazed several of them, including this Conquer brand, were... I mean, beyond, beyond copies, they were almost absolute clones, weren't they? Particularly that one of, of the Nokia design language. But you went around the corner, there were ones that were splitting images of the iPhone. And I wonder if...
2: S3 as well. You know, Samsung was suffering from that as well.
0: And I, I wonder if, um, if uh, you know, the, the, they're not being sued purely because of the size and perhaps the markets they operate in. And it's sort of a, a thing of it's not worth the effort. Although I then kept walking on and we, we went to the, the Gola stand... <laughs>
1: I no, I am. I might think of the same Gola here. Gola is not not the same.
2: It's not the same. It's not the trainer company that you're thinking of. It's no, no, uh, it's, not it's not actually trainers, it's so. it's actually a Finnish design company right. that has cre- been creating smartphone accessories for a, quite a long time. They actually have a lot of partnerships, and that's where some of the materials used in the cases come from.
1: And now that's one of the only stands where I've actually seen a sign up saying no photography,
0: Mr. Smith. Yeah, I really, it really irritated me because I'm a grumpy sore and I, saw, I took some pictures just why, to spite them.
1: Why would you come to Mobile World Congress, pay a lot of money for a stand on the, the intent being for, so people come, look and ideally talk and maybe spread the word about your products and have a big sign saying no photos?
0: Yeah, we we were talking about that afterwards, and the the suggestion, although we haven't validated it, was that they were anxious that certain um, certain bits of what was on display is a like sort of un, unannounced range, it's new things, and that they don't want the styles and the designs to be to be copied. Well, don't off. show them off for the show then. It's an yeah. But that's ridiculous. I, 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 we, are you agreed? That's ridiculous. I, I, I do agree right. with you because yeah. I think if you're going to show it to eighty thousand people, you might yeah. as well show it to the world. I mean the no photography sign wasn't being very rigorously enforced but it kind of oh here's the sign again Um, I think it was very um, very interesting that they were trying to do that Um, Let let me explain what's going on when you hear that noise in the background
1: there's a very nice lady over there has uh, got our microphone. She's about to announce the, the latest Slam winner, Blanford. What's this about?
2: Uh, slam winner is on Series 40. It's a way to share content essentially, and uh, you know they're using a promotional thing. They then give away a prize and do a dance to celebrate the uh, competition.
0: Yes, um, I think I'm more excited actually about the photos in the dark booth. That's just beyond the the, the celebration that's going on, on at the moment. Have a look at that.
2: We'll go and have a look at it. Since we're on the Nokia stand, I also want to talk about one more thing I want to say. I thought, given my affiliation, I need to hunt down the Symbian handsets at MWC. Are you affiliated with with Nokia? No, no, no. Given that I write a, a site that's called All About Symbian, I thought, I need to hunt down the Symbian handsets at MWC. And it's taken me a while to actually find one. But finally today... Um, apart from seeing them sort of in the back of stands, especially kind of ringtone companies and where they're reusing Creative from previous years, I finally was up, I was on the Connected Car Consortium stand. And this is actually a... That's one you have to say carefully, isn't it? It its yes. It's the industry body that is sort of dip, putting car integration systems in and actually you connect it and then it replicates the phone screen on a head unit. And there on that stand, a Nokia C7 was being used to demonstrate it with the Alpine head unit.
1: There you go. Can we, just, can, we, can we just pause and enjoy the music? Can, can the audience hear it? Ba-ba-da-ba-da. They, they're all dancing in a conga style at the moment. These are the Nokia employees. I challenge you to say the Nokia employees aren't happy. I mean, a couple of them are looking a little bit embarrassed, but they are actually smiling unnaturally. And you've even got some, what looks like rather senior management. Dancing
0: about along in the uh... unconfirmed reports that Stephen Elop may be in the middle of this. Although is that, is that Elop over there? No, no that's Palmer. No, a guy. it's not. Okay, right. um, what we should do one last thing, and um, we've just the other thing we've done is we've just recorded our our Hall Three walkthrough. So we're sat right in the middle of Hall Three now, in amongst all the fun, turned loosely. Uh, but we've just done a complete walkthrough, ends to it. End. Thank you very much. Uh, I've just walked through um, all three and we've done a quick audio tour and we're going to put that out the day after we leave Mobile Congress so you can sort of hear some of what was going on but we've walked up and down and um, sort of just tried to describe the various stands but also suggest you know, talk about who's doing well and who's doing badly because uh, sometimes Google, Motorola sometimes people and people on the stands they, they tell a story far, they tell a story far beyond just you know who's up and who's down but also sometimes it gives you an idea of sort of the mood of the company yeah OK, well, we're gonna, I think we're going to wrap that one up. It's a fairly short one today, but uh, we're going we're gonna to head home now and um, we'll be back tomorrow, last day in Mobile Congress tomorrow. So um, what have we missed out on? We haven't been down to the apt planet. No, we need to we should probably take a walk around there. And uh, what else have we got to go and see, Ralph?
2: Uh, I don't think I've been in Hall 5 at all, so it's one more hall for me to go and check out. And actually, I'm quite looking forward to coming back and looking at some of the stands that I passed over quickly because day 4 tends to be a bit quieter whether it will be this year i don't know uh, but come back and have a look at some of the small demos i may have missed yeah absolutely and um i, I actually go check out the, uh,
0: the the remainder of the seminar programs as well because actually i've, I've quite enjoyed the, rarely go to anything but them really really Massive keynotes, and I've been into a few of the smaller ones, of sort of the the working groups and the special interest ones. And the nice thing is that you can watch them outside. And so uh, there was a bunch of stuff on mobile learning, and there's been a a number of other bits and pieces around business and enterprise and those sorts of things. So I'm going to go and go and check those out. As ever, thank you very much for listening. If you've uh, got any questions or comments, please let us know. We uh, we really appreciate your feedback, either via Twitter or through uh, the Sound, SoundCloud comments. And tomorrow tomorrow is the day to let us know if there's something that you want to know about, something that you've seen you want more coverage of, because we can go and check it out in our last day here in Barcelona. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow.